Hey guys, and welcome back to the FFP. We're just coming off of a crazy week one and heading into week two. I'm sure you have a lot of questions. So here we are. We're going to cover every player from every game and all the fantasy information that you need to know so you can put out a good lineup so you can get the right starts and the right sits. So this, of course, obviously our start sit video. As always, there will be timestamps down in the description below. Now, somebody commented last week, why aren't the timestamps up? The reason for that, guys, is we have to publish the video and then add the timestamps. So if you're one of the first few people to see this video, they may not be there. It'll just take a few minutes anyways just to let you guys know that we're going to get into it we've got a lot of stuff to cover the first thing is we are not going to do an insane amount of this matchup and this is what uh, this team has done so far this year we've only had one game and so we haven't seen trends yet uh, we're really just starting to see trends uh, but we're going to go over all sorts of stats and information however we're not going to do strength of schedule quite as much as some other fantasy sites are want to look into more in-depth statistics and things like that but anyways uh, as always guys we would tell you to go check out our instagram if you guys want more we're going to post some more stuff to that later today and tomorrow and continue pumping out our instagram as well as later today i will be putting up our week one premium stats on our website so if you guys want to sign up through our patreon you guys can unlock those stats give you a huge advantage in red zone and goal line and end zone targets carries passes all that stuff as well as fantasy points per snap and drop back and all sorts of stuff that's really going to give you guys an advantage it's just five dollars a month so if you want to check that out that might be something to help you out but rob you have the first game let's get into it all right let's get in the first game Look at the Bucks versus the Panthers there. So we'll talk about quarterbacks first. Jameis Winston. Okay, last week Carolina really sold down Jared Goff and really what I would call an electric Rams offense there. Now looking at Winston, who last week threw three picks and really could have been five because the defense actually dropped two there. He looked bad. Uh, the one thing I will say, though, is I think the 49ers' defensive line is really, uh, I think, an undervalued. Their defensive line actually has some, some strong play there. Got a lot of pressure on the quarterback, created some issues. He made some bad passes. Now, the Bucks have good weapons. They really do. I know that for a lot of you disappointed, Mike Evans will get to him shortly, but they do have good weapons, and Winston does have some talent and potential. At the end of the year, I think he's going to have value as a fantasy quarterback. I think he'll become relevant at some point there, but until we see that on the field, I think you need to sit him this week unless you're really desperate or extremely desperate there, so I would sit him. Cam Newton. So let's look at Cam Newton. When I look at Cam Newton, as far as I'm not a big fan of him as far as a quarterback goes, he's a great athlete, and really the strength of him as a quarterback are his legs. 58 career rushing touchdowns. Um, well, last week he had one rush for minus two yards. Makes me wonder, is that foot 100%? He's ready to go. I wonder if he's still nursing it a little bit there. A week later, I think he'll be healthier. Uh, should increase his rushing yards there. Although, if you're really looking at that quarterback that's going to run for eight or 900 yards like he did earlier in his career, I think those years are past. He's taken a beating. We've seen a decrease in his running effectiveness the last few years there. With that said, he's playing a Bucks defense that last year was bad. That defense last year, 31st in points allowed and 29th um, against the pass. Uh, not very good. Now, they did better against the 49ers. So why is this? I mean, the Bucks defense is better, so they made improvements. I'm sure they've made some improvements, but I think a lot of that is more what I would call uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's ineffectiveness. I don't know about you guys. I'm just not buying into it. Uh, I think there's, we're going to start to realize that Jimmy Garoppolo is overrated there. Um, so I think you, could, you don't have to worry. It's not like the Bucks have a great defense now. Uh, last December, when he played in McHugh for 300 yards, he threw for two touchdown passes, Cam did. He also had four picks, but during that game, he was also nursing a bum shoulder there. Uh, he had a quiet first game. I think you need to start him in a nice matchup, but temper your expectations. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, do I need to give you stats, numbers, breakdowns, tell you why you should play? The guy's a stud. You need to play him. He is by far, in my opinion, the best uh, you know, two-way running back in football right now in terms of running the ball and his ability to receive. He's phenomenal. you got to start Christian McCaffrey. Uh, look at Peyton Barber. 
even when Peyton Barber was the clear starter, um, he had low value, and he could only start him in standard leagues. Now Jones is still in carries, and most likely by the end of the year, I think Jones will be the clear starting back there. I think you need to sit Peyton Barber. Let's look at Ronald Jones. Um, I think this one, he might see an increase in carries, snaps. I think by the end of the year, he's going to be the clear lead back on that team. But in this matchup, I think Barber's still going to get some carries. Um, Jones is not very effective in the passing game, and it's only been one game that he's looked really good. Uh, so I think at this point, um, I love him as a stash, but I wouldn't start him unless you absolutely have to. I would sit Ronald Jones one more week until we can just make sure that what we saw last week wasn't a mirage there. As far as wide receivers go, Chris Godwin, uh, he had 53 yards and a touchdown. Uh, rewarded owners uh, with that TD for a lot of people that were so high on him. I was when I had him going in a game. I really kind of salvaged a day for me with that touchdown there. But he's playing a very solid Panthers defense. And with Winston struggling, uh, you need to start him. But I would say right now he's a mid-range wide receiver too. Um, a little concerned a little bit, but you still got to play this guy. Then Mike Evans. Okay, yeah, week one he disappointed. Don't panic, okay? Don't panic. A lot of reasons why. This guy's had five consecutive seasons over 1,000 yards. This guy's a stud. you got to play him. He's going to have big games. Somebody's going to get cute, and they're going to start him this week, and then he's going to blow up for 150 yards and three TDs, and you're going to shoot yourself. Now, last week he had a below-average game, but he's too talented. His ceiling's too high. you got to start him. And I would start him as a, as a wide receiver, too, because of some of the concerns we said. It's also important to remember that he was really sick last week. He missed Friday's practice, barely got into the game, wasn't feeling very good. He'll be healthy and ready to go this week. As far as DJ Moore goes, he went seven catches for 76 yards. Had a nice day. Not a great day, but a solid day there. Former first-round pick is looking more and more like a legitimate wide receiver one in the making, um, although he still needs time to develop there. And then another concern I have for DJ Moore is he's got a limited ceiling because wide receivers in Cam Newton-led offenses um, you know, historically have had lower ceilings, just haven't been that great. So I would start him against a Bucks defense that uh, has weaknesses. I would start him as a low-end wide receiver two. Uh, if you're in smaller leagues, a wide receiver three. Curtis Samuel, uh, I think he's a nice gadget weapon there. I wasn't big on him. We didn't talk a lot about him, and so many other people are so huge on this guy. He had a quiet night, three catches, 32 yards. With McCaffrey there and Moore there and Cam Moon's rushing touchdowns, I think he's going to be hit or miss. He will have some value. He's going to be hard to trust every week. So for me, I wouldn't start him beyond a wide receiver four. He does have sleeper appeal, though, if you're in daily fantasy because he'll be cheaper. As far as tight ends go, you got O.J. Howard. He had a quiet week one, but the tight end position is not loaded. I doubt Howard owners are going to have better options on their bench, right? So you're just going to have to start the guy. And I think he's going to be okay. I won't worry about that quiet first game. And last year against the linebackers, the, the Panther linebackers, he had a good game there. He had 53 yards and two touchdowns. So go ahead and start O.J. Howard. As far as Greg Olson goes, he had nine targets. Those are good target numbers, right? But that only turned into four catches for 36 yards. Not that great. And now his back is hurt. So he's questionable for the game, although he said that he's planning on playing. Right now we have him ranked about the 13 to 15 range for tight ends. If you have better options, I would encourage you to go ahead and sit him if you can. If not, you may have to play. The good thing about it is they play Thursday, so you have other games that you can uh, figure out if you need one. As far as kickers go, Sly played well. He showed good leg strength, uh, but he's not proven. He can be started in a nice matchup, but it's better to sit him, and I would sit Matt Gay. Start the Panthers' defense against turnover-prone Winston and sit the Bucks' defense. All right, guys, so here we come in. The 49ers versus the Bengals. I got this game. It's going to be an interesting game. First thing, as always, we'll get to that quarterback. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo, I think you got to sit this guy. 
Uh, you talked about he didn't perform well last week. And just as a whole, his top receiver, Dante Pettis, didn't perform well. There's a lot to not like about this guy. You got to sit him. On the other side, Andy Dalton. Now, Andy Dalton is a guy I'm not a huge fan of. If you're in a deep league, 16-team, two-quarterback, whatever it may be, you might need to start him. But I'm also going to say avoid him if you can. Yes, he threw for 418 yards last week, but that was off of an insane 51 passing attempts, and he only managed just two touchdowns. He's not going to get the same amount of time to throw the ball, excuse me, the same amount of volume in passing attempts. And so I think you should avoid playing Andy Dalton if you can avoid it. Um, as far as the running backs go, we move on. We've got this really difficult situation there in San Francisco. So you've got Matt Breida. People were huge on him. He was named a starter, but he was a bit of a disappointment last week. Or actually, he was a lot of a disappointment. And then there's Tevin Coleman. Well, Tevin Coleman's got hurt. He will not be playing this week. And so we've also got Raheem Mostar to consider. We've got a lot of guys, and ultimately, they look identical this year to what that backfield looked like last year. And really, in the end, it's a running back by committee system that you can't trust. Maybe weeks down the road, maybe, but right now, no. We're going to avoid telling you to start any of them. I think you should keep all of them on your bench. Move on to the other side. What about Joe Mixon? Now, there is this injury information with Joe Mixon. I want to keep you caught up. Here's what head coach Zach Taylor said. He said uh, that it was a low ankle sprain and the injury is day-to-day. -day. Guys, honestly, I think he's probably not going to play this week, and so I think that Giovanni Bernard becomes a low-end PPR start. Now, we get into the numbers last week. Uh, he rushed the ball seven times for 21 yards, and he caught two of his three targets for 42 yards. He actually had a pretty good day considering he didn't start as a starter. So I like him in this matchup, especially if he spends the whole game as the only back there for Cincinnati. However, you talked about how uh, really underrated the San Francisco 49ers defensive line that front is. And so I don't think he's a huge start, but he's a low-end running back to a low-end flex play in PPR leagues, probably even less in standard, but that's kind of where you're at with that. He's not an amazing play, um, but he is a guy that you can plug in there to replace Mixon because I know a lot of you guys are going to be scrambling if he doesn't play. Move on to the wide receivers now. Dante Pettis, man, what a disappointment. He caught his only target for seven yards, and what a confusing story. He looked great all offseason, and the coach names him the head start, or excuse me, names him the head wide receiver, the number one guy, the starter, uh, but then he plays bad, and here's what Kyle Shanahan said, the very same guy who called him the starter said, hopefully he continues to earn more time out there. You just named this guy the starter, but now you're saying he needs to earn more time out there. I'm not entirely sure what's going on there. Um, one thing to be is he was struggling with a little bit of calf issues. I'm not 100% sure what that is, but it's a weird situation. I'm going to avoid it and say you can't play Dante Pettis this week. On the other side, you got two good wideouts. I think you got to play Tyler Boyd and John Ross. Boyd had 11 targets. He caught eight of those. He's a pretty trustworthy guy. Going back to last season, I like that he stepped out last season. This isn't the first we've seen of him performing well. John Ross, man, this guy had 12 targets, 158 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, he's only a wide receiver three or a flex play, or a flex play, excuse me. Uh, you know, don't expect him to have those exact same numbers again, and yet you got to play him, I think. I think he's got real high upside in this matchup. Move on to the tight ends, guys. I'm not going to waste any time. Of course, you're going to start George Kittle, and you're going to sit CJ Uzoma or whatever his name is for the Bengals tight end. Not really worth playing. Um, it gets pretty simple when we get to the kickers and defenses. You've got Robbie Gold and Randy Bullock, both kickers. I say sit them. Uh, they were both quiet last week. I don't trust either of them. And you know what? I'm going to say the same for both the 49ers and the Bengals defenses. I don't trust their fantasy numbers. Now, I know that the 49ers had a big week last week, and some people are excited. However, I don't quite trust that defense yet. If you want to plug and play them as a low-end start, you can do that, especially if Joe Mixon is out. 
Chargers versus the Lions. Let's get to Philip Rivers. Okay, last week, 330 yards um, and three TDs against a Colts defense. This guy is a quiet vet that's so underrated. You know, when it comes to fantasy rankings, year in, year out, there's so many other guys we like about this guy, but he just continues to produce. Now he's facing the Lions defense that folded in the fourth quarter against an unproven quarterback. Once again, it looked like the Lions were controlling that game, shutting him down. In fact, I'll be honest, Kyler Murray looked bad the first three quarters, but then, while well, something changed in that fourth quarter there. Uh, Lions defense is not bad. Uh, now they're going to be playing at home. I think that defense will fare better this week than they did last week there. Uh, another concern I have is Mike Williams questionable with a knee injury, but they still have Allen, Eckler, Hunter. I think Rivers can be a safe start. He's got a safe floor, but not necessarily as high a ceiling as maybe some other top 10 quarterbacks there. Matthew Stafford, uh, he had a nice game um, against a below-average defense without Patrick Peterson, so remember that. And those stats were also padded by the fact that they went into overtime, so I think you're not going to see those there. And he faces a better Chargers defense. That Chargers defense has got some quality players there. And if you think about this, Patricia, Matt Patricia, uh, his game plan is not Stafford throwing 300 yards a game to win games. He wants to be old school. And so I think that uh, Matthew will have uh, some weeks that uh, once injuries pile up and bye weeks start, that you would start Matthew Stafford, but not ones this week. There are better options. I would sit him. Running backs, Austin Eckler, uh, Melvin Gordon, who? Yeah, like that didn't help his holdout situation at all. He had a huge week one. Now he is smaller back so there's some weeks that his rushing totals will be lower but he's so good in the passing game last week he had six catches 96 yards and a touchdown he's got great hands he's elusive in space he's a must start every week until melvin gordon comes back he's a low-end running back one start there uh carry on johnson disappointed a lot of people had a quiet first week but you know it's the rare player out there that every week puts up numbers. That's rare. You know, I mean, even the best will have an off week there. So I'm not going to panic because he had a quiet first week. Rest assured, he is the team's number one back, and he looked better than um, C.J. Anderson by far. I would start him as a running back, too. And I think he's going to get more targets in the passing game. Facing a Chargers defense that was gouged by Mack last week. Mack went off and ran for 174 yards there. So I think uh, Kerryon Johnson can be played and will be decent. What do you do with Justin Jackson? Okay. Uh, look nice. But until I think we can be assured he's going to get more touches, whether it's injury to Eckler or ineffectiveness to Eckler, uh, we know he's going to spell Austin. I think he's going to have a fairly highly involved in that game plan, but not enough to be trusted more than a running back four at this point. So I think I would stash him, but I wouldn't play Jackson. As far as wide receivers go, you got Keenan Allen. He had a big week one. He's a solid wide receiver one almost every week. You just go ahead and start that guy. Uh, Mike Williams got a mantra that he had a knee issue. You know, this guy had 10 touchdowns last year, I believe it was. Um, first round pick. Guy's got a lot of upside, but he hurt his knee. And he didn't have a lot of targets last week. At least around a wide receiver four area, I would say you need to sit him uh, unless you're in a 16-team league or larger. And once again, you need to monitor his knee as this week goes on. Uh, Kenny Galladay, yards were lower. He only had 42 yards on nine targets. That's a little disappointing there. But he did have a TD, which saved his day. Now with Marvin Jones, you got Hawkinson, Amadala. Uh, I think if he would spread the targets out there, that could lower his value. But he's clearly still the most talented wide receiver on that team, undoubtedly. Uh, don't let yourself be fooled there. Uh, Marvin's Jones, uh, sit until something changes with him. Danny Amadola. So there was talk in the preseason that he had good chemistry with Stafford, that he'd be the safety valve for Stafford there. And then he goes off and he has seven catches, 104 yards. I'm sorry. Yeah, 104 yards and a touchdown. Um, so how do we take that? How do we interpret that? Here, here's the concern that I have. Danny Amadola has been in the league for years. In fact, this is his 11th season. His best season he had was 63 catches, 666 yards and a touchdown. Now all of a sudden he's going to become a stud wide receiver. Probably not likely. Um, I think he's a guy that will be a, uh, a slot receiver that has PPR value. Sit him in standard leagues until we see more to trust him. I think you could play him if you're in leagues that are 12 teams or larger as a flex play or wide receiver three, but it's got to be a full point PPR. There we go. As far as tight ends go, Hunter Henry had a decent first game back after missing last year. It uh, wasn't a huge game, but enough of a game that confirms that he's back and he can be trusted. Start him as a, tight, a top 10 tight end.
And then Hawkinson. Um, wow, that rookie tight end looked phenomenal. There was a lot of conversation in the preseason how good he looked. But, you know, his coaches always talk up their players. But, man, that really translated onto the field with great numbers of production there. Now, usually rookie tight ends are quiet. But he exploded, and there was a lot of comparisons to him. People were saying he looked like Gronkowski. And for me, watching him play, he actually looked more like a wide receiver than a tight end. He creates so many matchup nightmares out there. He, he's too big for cornerbacks. He's too fast for linebackers. Um, I like to see a little bit more before I trust this guy because that was only one week, you know. So he'll get a little more attention from defenses now. And he's still a rookie. But I would start him. For us, we have him ranked around the 9 to 11 tight end range there. Uh, Prater showed he's still got a strong leg. I would start as a fair play. I would sit the Chargers kicker. Uh, both defenses can be played. But uh, I think the Chargers have more upside. But if you can, if you have better matchups, if you can stream a better defense, I would go some other route. All right, guys, so here we got Vikings, Packers. First thing I want to say is not about fantasy. I'm excited to watch this game. This is going to be fun. It's going to be intense. But here we come. Quarterback, starter. First guy I want to talk about is Kirk Cousins. Now, Kirk Cousins, interesting. He plays in a good offense. He's a good quarterback. He's got good weapons. The problem is he only threw the ball 10 times last week. I say you got to sit this guy unless you're absolutely desperate in a deep league. He did manage to run a touchdown and throw a touchdown. Uh, but until that amount of passing attempts, until that volume goes up, I don't know if you can trust this guy, especially uh, against the Packers defense that surprised a little bit last week. I think it was a little bit better than people expected, though. Some people overreacted a little bit on that. So I'm going to say sit Kirk Cousins if you can on the other side I think you have to start Aaron Rodgers now I do because I love that Vikings defense and yet he just played the Bears defense who is very excellent as well and so that's something that he's used to this season and despite playing in a game where they won 10 to 3 he still threw over uh, 203 yards and a touchdown right and so he still had some production he still got some weapons now you imagine a game where they're obviously going to score more points it's got to be higher scoring than 10 to 3 I'd be shocked if that was how this game went as well and so I think you got to play Rodgers this week uh, when you look at the game plan, the game script, along with how he played last week, guys, at running back, you got to play Dalvin Cook. He had 21 carries. For starters, that surprised me that the Vikings trusted him enough to play him 21 carries. That was quite a bit, but he was absolutely productive, 111 yards and two touchdowns. Like I said, those carries were a great sign that they really trust him to use him. On the other side, I think that Aaron Jones is a low-end standard league play and not much else. Now, he struggled week one, and we have talked about how we think he's going to bounce back, and he's still going to be a good running back this year. However, he still is in a tough matchup against the Vikings, one of the best run defenses in the NFL, and he had just 39 yards on 13 carries last week. So I think he's a low-end standard league star, and I don't think he gets a lot of fantasy points unless he finds the end zone. Coming now to the wide receivers, Adam Thielen was a bit of a disappointment last week, but that wasn't his fault. They absolutely dominated the Atlanta Falcons, and they only threw the ball 10 times. Despite that, he still got three targets. He caught all three of them. He had 43 yards and a touchdown. That's huge. Furthermore, I think the Packers secondary is a little bit weak. I think they're better than people were expecting them to be this year, but they still let um, Allen Robinson go for over 100 yards. And I think that Adam Thielen is certainly a better quarterback than, or wide receiver than Allen Robinson. And I think he's got a better quarterback. So I think Adam Thielen is a start. Stephon Diggs is a low-end start. He got both of his targets for 37 yards. Uh, there's a lot of weapons in that offense, of course, so I don't have a huge ceiling for him. But I think you got to play him as a wide receiver two or three. Uh, we come now to Devontae Adams. I'm not going to waste your time. This is a top three talented receiver in the NFL. you got to play him. Um, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Now, I'm not absolutely huge on him in this matchup. The Vikings have a lot of depth at cornerback, and they can absolutely cover a lot of wide receivers. But 
He led the Packers last week and proved, uh, led the Packers last week. He had six targets, four catches, and 52 yards, actually outplaying Devontae Adams. And he really proved himself to be the clear cut number two wide receiver there in Green Bay. And so I think you got to play him with like some low end expectations just because that defense is good. But I do like him this week. Rob, do you want to say something? No. Okay, you, you, no, yeah. okay. So I think that seems pretty straightforward. We'll move on to the tight ends now. Uh, Kyle Rudolph last week, you got to sit this guy. He had zero catches. That right there seems pretty conclusive. We've been saying it for years, uh, last two, three years, and that's hard to say as a Vikings fan, but he is overrated. He really is. He might be a good football player, but as far as fantasy goes, this guy is outside the, the top 12. Uh, at this top, point, 15, top 15, top 20. Yeah, I mean, so. All right, so we move on. Jimmy Graham, I actually think you got to start Jimmy Graham. Now, we weren't huge on him coming into the season, but I tell you what, last week he gets six targets for three catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown. When I watched the game, because I watched the game, he looked a little slow and he didn't look amazing. But what I did notice was he got the touchdown. He was getting the targets in the end zone, which really mattered. The other thing, the more important thing, is that the Vikings struggled last week against Austin Hooper, who had nine targets, nine catches, and 77 yards. So if that's any sign of what tight ends are going to be able to do against the Vikings, this could be a good week for Jimmy Graham. So I think you should play him with, again, I've been saying this a lot in this video because I think this is going to be a really competitive matchup. I, I think you should play him but not have huge expectations. I'm not sure that anyone in this game is going to explode yeah you know actually i'm going to try uh, kirk cousin daily fantasy i'm going to roll the dice with him a little bit there but that's partially because you take into account salaries but so we'll move on to the kickers i think you got to sit uh both kickers in this game for sure uh, i don't trust any of them going on it seems to be a bit of a mess both dan bailey and mason crosby sit them and as far as the defenses go uh the vikings are a low end start at best you're probably in a situation where you don't have a bench defense and you don't want to drop talent. So you're probably just going to start them either way. But I expect a below average week from them. And then you got to sit the Packers defense against a solid and conservative Vikings offense. Colts and the Titans. So with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, man, I know a lot of you guys out there, especially Colts fans, were saying he's going to be fine. For you know, We're going to be okay without Andrew Luck. And I think he did okay. He really did. He looked fine. But he has no Andrew Luck, obviously. Let's just realize that right now. Let's just accept that reality. He was fine, but he's no Andrew Luck. Now, he's playing the Titans, who last season were six against the pass in defense and 30 points allowed. And last week made Baker Mayfield look bad, said Jacoby Brissett in this one. Uh, Marcus Mariota, uh, he did have three touchdown passes. He shocked a lot of people as they crushed the Browns. Um, now he faces a cold defense that allowed a nice game to Phillip Rivers, but Phillip Rivers and Marcus Mariota, not even close. I mean, obviously, Phillip Rivers is a much better quarterback there. Um, now, if you look at uh, how the Titans are going to win games, they're going to play defense and they're going to run the ball. They're going to feed Derrick Henry. I just don't think you're going to risk starting Marcus Mariota at this point unless you're in two-quarterback league there, I would say to him. As far as running backs go, you have Derrick Henry. So, uh, you know, he's played the back with the you know, tail of two seasons last year. Who's going to show up? First 12 games, he was very bad. Last four games, he was phenomenal. Well, you know what? Uh, the quarter, I'm going to say the running back that played the last four games showed up. He had a very good game there. Uh, ran very well and had a 75-yard receiving touchdown there. So you need to start him. Now, last week, Austin Eckler and Jackson exposed the Colts' run defense. So I would start him as a very good running back, too. We got Marlon Mack. Uh, Marlon Mack is way too good to sit. I'll obviously that he had a huge game last week. Uh, but the Titans' defense is going to be a much tougher matchup for him. And so I downgrade him to a mid-range running back to start. Corey Davis. Uh, brutal week one, and he was outplayed by rookie Brown in that offense there. But he had a tough matchup against a very good cornerback Ward. So he's going to have a better matchup this week. It won't be nearly as difficult for him. He does have talent being a former first-round pick, um, but he's been also very inconsistent. Now, is that him? Is a quarterback play? It's hard to tell at this point, but bottom line, it's very hard to trust him. If you can afford to sit him, I would. If you have to play him, it's got to be in very large leagues as a wide receiver three. T.Y. Hilton. Uh, he had two touchdowns. He looked much better in his connection with Brissett. Uh, if you go back to the way it was in 2017 when T.Y. Hilton really took a step back and had an off year with Jacoby at quarterback there. But it looks like that connection is strong right now. Had a good first week. 
Uh, the Titans defense is good. So I would start Hilton as a wide receiver two instead of a wide receiver one this week. Uh, Devin Function is going to be out for a while. He's injured. They put him on the IR. And that's going to give an opportunity for Paris Campbell. I'm excited to see what this guy can do. He showed flashes in the preseason that he could be great. Um, with that said, it's based on potential. We need to watch and see. You're going to sit him and just monitor. Uh, A.J. Brown had a great week one, but it's still just one week. We need to see more before we can trust that guy. As far as tight ends go, Delaney Walker. He's Mariota's favorite target. He came back. He looks strong with two touchdowns. He's a must-start um, every week. Uh, he's been overlooked. Back. Uh, we are in a... Uh, 12-team league that he went undrafted. I didn't get him because I had a very good tight end. I ended up getting Evan Ingram. But, uh, yeah, I couldn't believe it. somebody left him out there. Uh, you got to play this guy. Eric Ebron and Doyle. Uh, Luck targeted his tight ends more than any other quarterback, right? Now Jacoby Brissett they're not so much. Between the two guys, they only combined for five targets. I would sit both. I'm sorry for Eric Ebron owners there. Um, his value plummeted when, Rock, you know, when Andrew Luck retired there, so... As far as kickers go, I would start Santos. I would sit Vinatieri. I love Adam Vinatieri. He's been around so long. Been in the league forever. But that uh, vet, this might be his last year. He missed some key kicks there. So we just need to wait and see what's going on. As far as defenses go, I think both are fair plays. Um, I like the Titans better uh, in this one. In fact, I think the tar Titans are worth taking a shot at as a start in this game. All right, guys, so we got the Patriots versus the Dolphins. And I'm telling you what, this is going to be the most competitive matchup of the season for sure or not i'm excited to watch the patriots absolutely destroy the dolphins <laughs> i tell you what this is absolutely the perfect week for antonio brown to come to new england because it's going to be a pretty easy matchup and this is going to be some time for them to just test him out and see in a not super competitive match but we go to quarterback you gotta to start tom brady he threw for 341 yards and three touchdowns last week he gains antonio brown and he plays the absolutely horrendous dolphins defense that's a really good matchup to be in. I love that matchup. So on the other side, you got to sit Fitzpatrick. Um, he's playing a disciplined Pats defense that held the Steelers, a much better offense, by the way, to just three points. Yeah, that is not a start you're going to go with. We come down to the running backs, and people are not happy with Sony Michelle. They are very nervous about him. And you know what? You should be nervous. He had 15 carries for 14 yards. That's ugly. And yet, if there's ever going to be a week for him to say, you know what, I struggled last week, but I'm going to be fine this week, it's got to be this week against the Dolphins. I imagine they're going to blow out the Dolphins, and he's going to get a lot of carries. They're going to return to very run-heavy offense. So I think this could very well be a, a good week for Michelle to return. Uh, one thing to note is, as always, I have to, to kind of clarify He's a standard league guy. He's not so much a PPR league guy. And so in a PPR league, you may find yourself sitting him. But in a standard league, I feel like you got to play this guy either way. I think this is going to be a week he's going to bounce back and show us. He's going to be fine, guys. Don't overreact. Get the Dolphins. Everybody's going to score in this one, right? Start the whole Dolphins. Start the whole, uh, start the whole Patriots, Patriots team. team. Who's their fifth running back? So we got uh, James White. You also got to start this guy with low expectations. He gets so he, last week he had four carries for 26 yards. He caught five of his seven targets for 56 yards. This guy's a huge PPR stud, and this could be a bit of an off week for him, if any week. Now I still think you got to play him as a low end flex or whatever it may be, and so a lot of you people will end up starting him. Um, but consider benching him just off of the fact that if they do blow out the Dolphins, which I think that they will, he's not going to get that usage in the passing game. He loses you know seven targets or whatever in the passing game and that's where his value comes from so that's a consideration you need to make yeah you know you rex burkett damian williams you're right i think everybody you know you're right the patriots have a very safe floor in this game but all low low ceiling because other starters are going to play in the second half you're right it's a tough match how do you dare sit them yet they could have quiet games but it's very tricky to be in and even trickier situations got to be Kenyon drake i hope for you i hope desperately that you have a better option than Kenyon drake he didn't play well last week he plays another tough defense this week 
Um, they're going to get one dimensional again, like they were last week, forced to throw the ball a lot, take Kenyon Drake off pretty much out of the game and his ability to run. So I think you got to sit Kenyon Drake for sure. Move on to the wide receivers. And man, we thought the running back situation was tricky. Who do you play? Josh Gordon, Antonio Brown, or Julian Edelman, three of the top 20 wide receivers in the NFL. This is crazy. Now, first things first, I'm going to say, if you can avoid it, wait on Antonio Brown. This is going to be slow week. He has got to really adjust to that playbook and the Patriot way. And, you know, we've heard this talk all week long, and so definitely sit on him if you can. We go to Josh Gordon. I think you got to play him in standard leagues as a low-end play, and Julian Edelman, you got to play in a low-end, as a low-end play in PPR leagues. Um, but, man, that's a mess. I don't know if there's any guy in that offense that I'm trusting right now in that passing game. Uh, we talked about the Dolphins wide receivers. We don't really trust that situation. We're going to sit all of them. The one that we're going to talk about, because I at least want to give you one on that team, will probably be Devontae Parker. He had seven targets for three catches. Not great, but he has 75 yards. Um, he's going to get a lot of garbage time passes. This could be a good week for him, just purely off of garbage time. Not that he is a great wide receiving option, but he seems to be the number one option in that wide receiving corpse. Move on to the tight ends. I'll save some time. You're going to sit all the tight ends in this matchup. you got to start kicker Stefan Goskowski. You have to do it. And I think you sit Jason Sanders. Uh, we've talked a lot of trash about the Dolphins, so why not start the Patriots? I think they could gang up on them, beat them up quite a bit. And obviously sit the Dolphins' defense. It looks pretty bad this year. So with those three wide receivers, i got to wonder, you know, that is phenomenal when you think about those wide receivers. That's crazy good. Uh, moving forward, does that make Tom Brady, a 42-year-old quarterback, a top-five quarterback play? I mean, I think I'll, he has to. Yeah. I mean, how many weapons can you add? Especially if, because we're expecting Sony Michelle to come back into form, but if Sony Michelle struggles and that Patriots have to lean on their passing game more, that is, I mean, a recipe for success for Tom Brady. This is probably going to be a could be very well be a record-breaking season for the 42-year-old quarterback. Yeah, so for a lot of you that drafted him, most of you drafted him as a backup quarterback. Now suddenly you've got this stud. So. Which I guess is why our philosophy is right. You can really wait on a quarterback. Yes. So let's look at the Bills versus the Giants. Okay, let's start with Josh Allen. He had a brutal first half. In fact, it almost cost me a game. But then something changed, and that offense started to move the ball. And that change was Devin Singletary being involved. I think the Bills are going to keep him highly involved moving forward there. He's a very solid weapon there. Josh Allen is not a top 12 start this week, but with his legs, he can get you that proverbial rushing touchdown. Um, he faced a defense that made Dak Prescott look like Joe Montana. So if you're in two quarterback leads or if you're in daily fantasy, I would start him, but he's still not a top 12 start. Eli Manning, let's look at him. Uh, wasn't good, wasn't bad, uh, but some of his numbers were playing catch up. Now he faces an underrated Bills defense. I would sit him. Saquon Barkley. Start the stud back every week. I don't care who he plays. He's a top five running back. I don't care about matchups. The guy is phenomenal. Um, I think at the end of his career, he'll probably be one of the greatest running backs that's ever played the game. I think that his uh, his ceiling is that high. Frank Gore looks like Father Tom's finally caught up to him. Sit him. Devin Singletary looked explosive, active in the passing game. I think in standard leagues, he carries some risk because of his size. Um, but I, I do think that uh, you could start him as a what I would call a running back three or flex in standards. Um, I would start as a low-end running back two in PPR leagues. Uh, Sterling Shepard. He's in concussion protocol, so we're going to need to monitor that right now. We'll know uh, later in the week if he's going to play or not. We'll at least have a better idea there. If he plays, he's the team's best wide receiver. Start as a wide receiver three. Uh, if Shepard sits, that leaves Cody Latmer to become their number one wide receiver, but he's not good. And Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram are going to gobble targets there, so that leaves him as a wide receiver four sit. John Brown. John Brown exploded seven catches, 123 yards, and a touchdown. He's the team's number one man currently. I would start him as a wide receiver three. Thing is, he's going to run hot and cold. I think he's going to have big games like he did last week, but he's also going to have some games where he have my three catches and 23 yards. But at this point, he's a wide receiver three. As far as tight ends go, Evan Ingram, we said it. 
Um, we've been talking about this guy. Watch out. He exploded. Start the hybrid tight end. He's a stud. Uh, neither kicker are appealing options. I would say the Giants defense and the Bills defense are a low-end start. All right, so here we've got Seattle versus Pittsburgh. I want to do something a little bit different here. I'm going to go through all the Pittsburgh players first, and then I'm going to go through the Seattle players. And that's really because I want to address the elephant in the room that is everyone's concerned about the Steelers offense and the Steelers team and are they bad this year did they lose too much talent and I want to address that and say I don't think so I think they're going to recover sure they're not going to be quite as prolific of an offense as when they had Antonio Brown they're just not however they're going to be a top half of the NFL offense probably going to be a top 12 offense in the NFL this year what you have to do is understand a few things one that defense played brutal and the New England Patriots they scored often they scored early and they ran over that Steelers defense and so the concern for that team is the defense we'll talk more about that later the offense now the offense looked bad but it's not as big of a concern as you may think it is they put together a good game plan a good game script and they shut down or at least slowed down Juju Smith-Schuster and that right there hurt them a lot but I tell you what you start to fall behind in the New England Patriots and you get one dimensional which happens to every team in the NFL I don't care who you are if you're down by two touchdowns or more you start to get one-dimensional you stop running the ball you start throwing it well you know what you can't do that against a smart and mature defense like the Patriots and they capitalized on that it's one of those situations where I think the Steelers are a good team but something bad happened early it led to another bad thing and it just starts to spiral out of control and so I think this is going to be actually a big bounce back week for the Steelers. So I think that a medium play, a medium start, not a great start, is Ben Roethlisberger. They allowed Andy Dalton to throw for 418 yards last week. I tell you what, Roethlisberger is a much better quarterback than Andy Dalton. So I think you could play him this week. I also think you got to play James Conner. If they can keep in this game and stop the Seattle Seahawks from scoring 30-plus points, then you know what? They're going to be able to stick to that running game, and James Conner is going to have a much better day. As far as the wide receivers go, Judas Schuster. people were panicking about Judas Schuster. He still had eight targets and six catches for 86 yards. That's not cause to panic. I mean, if things go a little bit better and they make another play or two, he could find the end zone, and that turns into a pretty darn good fantasy day. There's no reason to panic about this guy. you got to play Schuster. As far as the tight ends go, you got to sit Vance McDonald. You just, just stay away from him. Uh, sit kicker Chris Boswell. He just went pretty much unused. Um, he did have one nice kick last week, and you should sit the Steelers' defense. So now we move on to Seattle. It's a little bit different. For sorry for the kind of the order change, but Russell Wilson, I think he's another guy you got to start. Steelers' offense looked horrendous last week, and you know what? I thought it was just going to be him essentially having one target in the passing game that he could trust Tyler Lockett. But he gains Metcalf. He adds an extra weapon. He's coming off of a great year. You got to play Russell Wilson. I think he's definitely worth a start. You got to play Chris Carson in standard league. Sure, he wasn't amazing, but he found the end zone. And tell you what, that's what counts. They say touchdowns are king, and in standard leagues, that really is true. Moving on now to the wide receivers, Tyler Lockett. You got to play him, but I think you got to play him as a wide receiver two or three. He makes me nervous. He had just two targets last week, and yet he had one catch for 44 yards and a touchdown. He has this weird thing going on in Seattle. I don't know how they manage it. Um, but next to no targets to lock it. But when they do target him, man, they are effective. And so it does make me nervous, but he's very much a standard league wide receiver. Pretty much the opposite of him is DK Metcalf, who seems to be a real good PPR option. In his first game in the NFL with this real banged up knee, missing time, not going to be as polished. I mean, this offseason has been a mess for the poor rookie. He still had six targets, four catches, and 84 yards. This is a pretty darn reliable wide receiver, and I'd like to play him as a wide receiver two or three right alongside uh, Tyler Lockett. 
Uh, Will Disley, their tight end, um, he had a real big setback last week from his surgically repaired knee. So don't play this guy. He's a mess. You should sit kicker Jason Myers, and you should start the Seattle Seahawks defense as a risky play. Cowboys and the Redskins. Start with Dak Prescott, new offensive coordinator. Michael Gallup's development. Witten's back. Full season with Cooper. Uh, he looked great. Everybody talked about Lamar Jackson's great week one, right? But that's against a bad Dolphins team. For me, Dax Prescott was the best last week. Uh, that was phenomenal. He looked amazing. Washington's defense, though, is much better than the Giants. So, But I still think it doesn't matter. Dak Prescott is a top 10 quarterback this week. Start him. Case Keenum surprised a lot of people. He actually looked like the quarterback he was in Minnesota uh, versus all the other years where he has really struggled there. But the Dallas defense is much better than the Eagles. And Case Keenum's got a lot of young weapons there that I think are hard to trust. I would sit him. Ezekiel, um, when you consider the fact that he missed the preseason, he looked really good. Uh, I think he's going to be a top five start moving forward. He's going to be stronger this week, better shape, more in tune, timing will be down, things like that. Now, you add to the fact Dak Prescott's performance should loosen things up for him a little bit there because defenses won't be able to stack the box as much. Definitely play that guy. Uh, Darius Geis out with knee issues. Adrian Peterson's going to get the start most likely. That's what we're assuming, right? Everything points him being a decent running back two in standards, but there's so many question marks that like one of them, why did they just keep him inactive week one? Like, I don't know. That just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And then guys, week one went 10 carries for 18 yards. They have O-line issues. The offensive line's not good, and that's hurting the skins. And that's an offensive line that Peterson's going to inherit. So right now, I'd sit Adrian Peterson until we see exactly what's going on there. Why did he sit him? Does he actually play? What's going on with the O-line there? I would sit him. Chris Thomas, or Thompson. Uh, last week, we said Chris Thompson would be a nice start in PPR League. So they're going to fall behind. He's getting a lot of targets. And sure enough, he did. Looked really good in that game. I think he's going to be poised for a big year this year. I think he's going to be playing from behind a lot. And I would start him as a flex or running back in larger leagues that are PPRs. Once again, uh, definitely larger leagues. Definitely a beautiful flex play there. As far as wide receiver going, Michael Gallup. Second half of last year, he looked a lot better. He looked good in the preseason. And he looked great in week one. Seven catches, 158 yards. Now the concern for him going forward is going to be targets. Because it's going to go to Cooper and Elliott first. But he's still so talented. you got to start him as a wide receiver three. Mari Cooper, banged up in the preseason, missed some time. Would that hurt him? Not at all. It didn't matter. He cared over the success and chemistry they had with Dak Prescott in year one into this year. They look great together. And last year, he had a huge game versus the Redskins. He went nine uh, catches, 180 yards, and two touchdowns. You need to start him as a wide receiver one. Terry McLaurin, uh, like this guy. He's the best skins wide receiver on that team. I loved him in preseason. I think he has a high ceiling. But right now, he's not going to surprise anybody after that week. They're going to have film on the guy. They're going to watch him. And Dallas will not make it easier. And Dallas' defense is a solid defense. The positive for Terry is that Redskins will be playing from behind a lot and need to throw. There'll be a lot of targets. So I think he's worth a, uh, a low-end wide receiver start as a wide receiver three. He's a high ceiling but carries risk. As far as tight ends go, Witten. Um, he's a very low-end start. He's got a safe floor but limited value. He'll get some touchdowns this year. He'll get some catches, but he's going to have very low yardage totals. As far as Vernon Davis and Reed go, we assume that Reed will be back. That means you sit Davis. But you look at Jordan Reed. He's been disappointing in recent years, leaving him extremely risky. I would sit unless you're in 16-team leagues and have no other options. Start Mayer. Sit Hopkins, a kicker. I would start Dallas' defense. I would sit the Skins' defense. All right, guys, so here we come. Cardinals versus Ravens. This is an interesting matchup right here. First off, we're going to talk about Lamar Jackson. He had that insane five-touchdown week last year. He was phenomenal. And you know what? My first thought when that week happened was people will see next week that that offense is not going to be quite as prolific. And then I checked what team they're playing, and the Cardinals' awful defense makes me think they might be able to repeat it somewhat. It's not going to be a five-touchdown week, but two or three touchdowns from Lamar Jackson is reasonable. He is at best a low-end start. I still don't trust that 
offense. I still need to see some more time. So there's some other guy, quarterbacks that I'm going to be rolling with to be replacing some guys. Um, but if you absolutely need to, you can. And you look at the Cardinals last week gave up 380 yards and three touchdowns against the Lions, who are not a terrible offense, but they're far from impressive. And so uh, that is a very good matchup for them. On the other side, we see Kyler Murray struggled against a bad Lions defense. And, and really, I don't know what happened. They fell apart late. It's the only reason Kyler Murray had any stats worth talking about. Comes up against which is a dominant Ravens defense that absolutely destroyed the Dolphins last week. You got to sit Kyler Murray. Guys, don't get on that hype train. Be smart about it and understand this is not going to be a good week for him. On the other side, we see David Johnson at running back. And this is tough because I want to say sit him. That Ravens defense is so good. And yet he rushed the ball 18 times for 82 yards. Plus he had six receptions for 55 yards. I'm going to say you probably still have to start him. I doubt that you've got the talent on your bench to replace a guy who had 55 yards and six catches in the passing game. Even if the Ravens get up early, he's going to keep himself in that game no matter what the score is because he is so versatile. I don't think I'm expecting huge things from him this week, and yet he is the heart of that offense. you got to play David Johnson. We'll move on to Mark Ingram. I think you got to play this guy. He had 14 carries for 107 yards and two touchdowns. I expect the Baltimore Ravens to rely on their running game a bit more this week, so I think that you should play Mark Ingram. Now, people are asking me, why didn't you talk about Justice Hill last week or some of those other backups? Well, right now it seems to be clear-cut Mark Ingram is the number one back. I'm not going to start any of those guys. But, yeah, a guy like Justice Hill is worth a spot on your bench, but he's not worth a spot on your starting roster this week, just to let you guys know why I'm not talking about him. I think another thing you need to add in there is they had some carries last game, but that's because it was an extreme blowout. In a closer game, I don't think this guy get nearly the touches. So. That is a great point. Thanks for adding that. Move on now to the wide receivers. Marquez lives up to the name Hollywood Brown. I'm telling you what, fantastic game. He went off for 147 yards and two touchdowns, and he set himself apart as the number one wide receiver in Baltimore. I feel very confident in that. However, there's some things that make me a little nervous. He only had five targets last week, and I highly doubt he'd be able to keep up that sort of production with five targets, so that does make me a bit nervous. I think he's a low-end play and understand that there's a lot of risk with him. After all, when you watch the game film, and we don't get to do that much on this channel, a lot of his touchdowns, and this is not a knock on him, this is more of a knock on the Dolphins, but a lot of his touchdowns came from blown coverages, just zipping past the safety who didn't even see him or missed tackles or no pressure by the defense, blown coverages. And so I don't think we can quite expect that sort of week from him again going forward. Now, Willie Sneed, he had 41 yards and a touchdown, but he did off just one catch. I don't think this guy's worth starting. He's probably the third receiving option behind him and Mark Andrews. So I think you should sit him. Now we've got a confusing situation here in Arizona where Larry Fitzgerald doesn't seem to be bothered by age at all. He had 13, uh, excuse me, he had 13 targets, uh, 113 yards, and a touchdown. I think you got to play this guy as a low-end play if you're looking for a plug-and-play. I still don't think he's going to be huge, and this is a tough matchup. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I think, or excuse me, Christian Kirk, I think that you should sit him. He had four catches for 32 yards and one two-point conversion. That sounds like a bad day, but it actually gets worse when you realize he had 12 targets and still only managed four catches. That's brutal. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson had a kind of a big day with 10 targets, but it only equated to five receptions and 46 yards. So you should sit all of them. The only one I would consider is probably Larry Fitzgerald. But even then, guys, look for some better options with higher ceiling. You gotta play Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. He caught all eight of his targets for 107 yards and a touchdown. You're not gonna find a better tight end. I think you gotta put this guy in there. Um, 
Charles Clay, you should sit him. Obviously, you're going to start one of the best kickers in the league, Justin Tucker, and you should sit Zane Gonzalez. Um, you got to start that Ravens defense. This could be a good week to beat up on Kyler Murray, and you sit the Cardinals defense. Jakes versus the Tech. Start with, uh, well, Nick Foles is now out, injured, so that means rookie Gardner Minshew. Uh, he looked good in relief against Kansas City, but one, Kansas City has a blow in secondary. This guy's got some promise, but you can't trust him this week. We're going to sit that guy. Sean Watson looked great against Saints in New Orleans. He's a top-end quarterback play every week. Deshaun Watson's a stud. Play him. As far as running backs, go look at Leonard Fournette. <clears throat> so rumors were he had his head on straight. He was in better shape, lost some weight. Um, and in the game, unfortunately, they fell behind. They couldn't stick to the run, but he looked great. He looked spry. He looked explosive. I think you need to start him. I think they're going to run early and often and try to protect the rookie quarterback there. And so I wouldn't be surprised to see him get 20, 25 carries in this game. I would start as a running back, too. It was also nice to see him active in the passing game. And I like Leonard Fournette. He's looking more and more like he could be a nice play this year. Carlos Hyde. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. I was mocked for wasting bench space on him by a lot of people. Um, I have him in three leagues. Well, he looked great uh, against the Saints. And it looks like he's clearly going to lead that team in first and second down carries ahead of Duke Johnson. I think Duke Johnson will be the... Uh, Receiving specialist, not. I think Duke Jackson's going to have a lot of value in PPR leagues, but I think Carlos Hyde's going to be the guy that's going to carry the ball between the tackles, things like that. Now, the Jags defense can make things tough for him. And so I think you would only start him in standard leagues if you're in a 14-team league or larger. I would start as a low-end running back, too. I would sit him in PPR leagues. Duke Johnson, um, I would sit Duke in standard, but start PPR leagues as a running back, too, or a flex play. As far as wide receivers go, D.A. Andre Hopkins dropped three balls uncharacteristically. Can't even say that. Characteristically. Thank you. Yeah, it's getting the end of the video. I got a lot of work ahead of me. I'm tired. Anyways, he still had a big game. He needs to start that stud wide receiver every week. You know, DeAndre Hopkins is a stud. Don't even worry about it. He's going to be great. doesn't matter. He's going to face Jalen Ramsey. You still got to play him. Uh, Will Fuller showed uh, his big playability in that 40-yard catch there. Um, but besides Mahomes um, and company, the Jags defense can make things tough on wide receivers. He only had three targets, so I think that makes him a risky play. I think, to me, I look at Will Fuller as a wide receiver four. D.J. Westbrook. <clears throat> so I would start D.J. Uh, I would say that he's a wide receiver three. Now, uh, that team was playing catch-up against the Chiefs. And during that game, Shark and Conley had big games. They uh, had pretty big games. I look at Shark. He's got the most upside. Second-year wide receiver, six foot four. They always talked about him being a project. And I think he's got a lot of upside there. I look at Conley. He's probably the safer play. But between those receivers, D.D. is still the clear number one guy in that offense. He's the best wide receiver. So for those other two guys there, I really need to see more before I can trust either one of those. I would say that uh, Conley's a wide receiver four and Shark is a wide receiver five until I can know for sure. I would sit all tight ends in this game. As far as kickers go, I'd start Fairbairn. I would sit Lambeau, start the Texans defense, and sit the Jags if you can stream somebody else. If not, then you're going to have to play them. But you have to play the Jags defense against that uh, offense there. I think it could be a low-scoring game for your defense. All right, so here we've got the Chiefs and the Raiders. This is an interesting game. I think it's going to be quite a bit of a shootout. At least that's what I'm predicting. First of all, yeah, you're going to play Pat Mahomes. People like the Jags defense. Jaguars got a good defense, and he shredded them for 387 yards and three touchdowns. So, yeah, you're going to play him. On the other side, Derek Carr. This guy's a plug-and-play matchup this week against an absolutely awful Chiefs defense, specifically that secondary. Um, I love that Tyra Williams showed he could be a solid number one. I like that Darren Waller showed he's a good tight end. Um, and Josh Jacobs looked good. That offense looks better than people are expecting it to look without Antonio Brown. In fact, a lot of people were saying, imagine what they could have done with Antonio Brown. And I'm sitting there thinking, they look good without him. I think they're glad he's gone. <laughs> So at that point, I think you got to play Derek Carr as a matchup play based on the fact this is going to be a shootout game if it's even close at all. Now we move on to the running backs, and this is a very difficult one to talk about, Rob. The Damian Williams-LaShawn McCoy situation. 
Okay, so LaShawn McCoy is seemed to be the better running back. He had 81 yards rushing on the ground compared to Damien Williams' 26. And yet Damien Williams went out for 39 yards and six receptions in the air, so he seemed to be the better PPR guy. And it's hard to really tell what to expect here. This actually is very similar to what you just talked about, the Houston Texans situation. And I'd say the same thing with McCoy, as you said, with um, – Hyde, excuse me, that like with what you said with the Hyde being that he's getting probably a bit more carries. I think he's a safer option, especially to find that end zone. I actually think you should play McCoy over Damian Williams. I think that Damian Williams in standard leagues is a definite sit. I think you should avoid that situation unless Damian Williams shows us that he's that number one guy, but it's not looking that way. Need an injury there, which you, you really need, need. You do. You, you need an injury. Go work some voodoo magic or something. But uh, on the other side, I like Josh Jacobs. For starters, a rookie who got 23 carries in this first game, that's a great sign. That is huge. Uh, he went for 85 yards and so not an amazing yards per carry, but he got in the end zone twice. He scored two touchdowns. That is solid for a lot of reasons. One being, I, you know what the biggest thing is? I just like that they were running the ball with him in the end zone. Like They trust this guy at the goal line where it counts. This is a good standard league option. I think you got to play Josh Jacobs. So we move on to the wide receivers, guys. Ty, uh, excuse me, Tyreek Hill. He's got a collarbone injury. He's going to miss at least a few weeks. However, uh, X-rays are saying that it is not broken and it will not need surgery. So that's what we know uh, as far as right now goes. Obviously, that quite clearly means don't start Tyreek Hill. Um, you got to play Sammy Watkins, man. This guy's a must start. He had nine catches, 198 yards, and three touchdowns. He's insane. We talked about this in our last video. You got to sit McCole Hardman. Despite what they did in that offense, despite how awesome they were and Tyreek Hill being out, he still managed just one target and zero catches. This guy does not have a lot of value, and he is buried on that team with more talent than any other roster in the league, at least on offense. We flip gears now. We go to the Raiders. You got to play Tyrell Williams. He had seven targets, six catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown. He might not be the best receiver in the NFL, but he's a number one wide receiver in an impressive offense in a shootout matchup. That's a must start for me. Move on now to the tight ends. I like both tight ends in this matchup. I don't care who you are. You're starting Travis Kelsey. And you know what? If you're looking for an option this week, you don't have one of those top three or four studs like Ingram or Kelsey. you got to play Darren Waller. He got seven catches for 70 yards against the Broncos. Uh, and again, in a much easier matchup this week, I like Darren Waller. As far as the kickers go, you got to start uh, Daniel Carlson and Harrison Butker. I would start the Chiefs defense and sit the Raiders defense. Bears versus the Broncos. Sorry, Mitch Trubinsky. He was bad week one against the Packers there at home. Last year he started bad. First two games he was brutal last year, but then he recovered well. I think he's going to recover well this year, but you know what? This week going against Chubb and Vaughn Miller, I would sit him. Uh, Joe Flacco was a game manager, sit him. So here we come to David Montgomery and Mike Davis. I know a lot of people are confused, disappointed, disillusioned. You're one of them, right? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. So uh, by year's end, by the end of the year, let's be honest here, David Montgomery is going to be their starting back, okay? This guy's got a lot of talent there. But Davis was brought in because he's an excellent pass protector. And I think early in the year there, he's going to get a lot of snaps. Mike Davis is going to. And I think that downgrades Davis and or David uh, Montgomery in the meantime. And for a lot of you that spend a high draft pick on Montgomery, you probably don't have someone on your bench you can replace him. But if you can do it, I would probably sit him this week until we can see exactly what that role is going to look like there uh, to have better, like a more clear picture of that whole kind of situation there between Davis and Montgomery. Um, I would sit both of those guys at this point. As far as uh, Tariq Cohen goes, I would start him in PPR leagues as a flex play sit in standards. Royce Freeman, we said it in the offseason. We say he's going to out-carry and out-rush Lindsey by the end of the year. Well, week one seemed to confirm that. He was a much better running back as far as running the ball goes there. Now, against the Bears, uh, sharing snaps with Lindsey, I would probably sit him. That's a good defense. 
Lindsey, uh, against a tough Bears defense, I would sit him in standards, but I would start him in PPR leagues as a flex play. As far as wide receivers go, Allen Robinson. He's another guy that we pushed hard and said, this guy's got wide receiver one potential. In week one, he looked great. Um, but he does go against the Broncos. I think the Broncos are going to you know, be a little more difficult for him. And so I think that I would start him as a wide receiver two. Cortland Sutton and Emmanuel Sanders both had good week ones. Uh, Sutton, to me, is a wide receiver three this week against the Bears. And because it's the Bears, Emmanuel Sanders, to me, gets bumped out to a wide receiver four there. Sit both tight ends. I would sit both kickers. I would start both defenses in this matchup. All right, here we got the Saints versus the Rams. Let's save us some time. Jared Goff, you got to start him, and you got to start Drew Brees. People were a little bit upset with how Goff played last week, uh, but he goes against the Saints defense that let, uh, pretty much allowed Watson to light them up. So I think this is a good matchup for both quarterbacks, especially Brees, who threw for 370 yards last week. Um, as far as the running backs go, you guys, you're going to start Alvin Kamara. He had seven catches. He had over 150 combined yards. Yeah, duh. Um, Todd Gurley, same situation where I think you got to start this guy. He started off the game really slow. He started off weak, and it actually made me really nervous. I was like, am I wrong about this guy? Is he bad this year? Like, what the heck? He doesn't look like I expected. And then, you know what? It, it was fine. Second half, he improved. He finished on just 15 touches. He had 103 total yards. Todd Gurley looks fine. Uh, the one concern being that they're not using him a lot in the red zone, but maybe that was just last week according to the game script and a lot of just fluke or whatever. So Malcolm Brown is another guy to look at. He had 11 carries for 53 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, both were pretty unimpressive goal line carries, one from the one-yard line and one from the four or five-yard line, so they weren't fantastic. And most of his carries came early in the game when Todd Gurley was struggling. So I think we're going to see a uh, probably a little bit less carries from Malcolm this week and maybe less and less as Todd Gurley shows himself to be fine. Of course, they were just being cautious, the Rams. I mean, can you blame them? And so that's that situation. I think you got to play Todd Gurley. As the wide receivers go, you got to start Michael Thomas. He had a huge day. You got to start Cooper Cup. You know what? People were concerned about him, but he still led the team for, uh, he still really led the team as that best wide receiver. He had 10 targets and seven catches. He had a great day. Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods both had a pretty good amount of targets. Robert Woods, at least in that game, showed himself to be better than Brandon Cooks. So I think that Brandon Cooks is a, a low-end start, and so is Robert Woods. Robert Woods, probably a little bit better of an option. Moving on to the tight ends, you got to sit Tyler Higsby and start Jared Cook. Jared Cook just had two catches for 37 yards. But again, I'm not sure how many of you are going to be able to go out and find a better option than him. So I think you probably have to play him. As far as the kickers go, first off, did you see Will Lutz's nice kick? That was quite a game. Yeah. I was insane. So you're going to play him and Greg Zerline. Those are two of the best kickers in the NFL. And I would start the Saints defense and sit the Rams. My final game of the week, look at the Eagles versus the Falcons. I start with Carson Wentz. First half of last week looked very quiet. Rusty didn't play in the preseason, but second half he came out, lit it up, had a great game. You can trust him against the Falcons. Start Carson Wentz. Like him. He's underrated. Let's get Matt Ryan. He really struggled against the Vikes. We said that could happen. That Vikings defense is very good there. In fact, he really just saved his day with 12 points late in the game that uh, really kind of didn't show just how lopsided that game was there. But I would start Matt Ryan uh, against a defense that made Case Keenum look very good. Obviously, Matt Ryan's a good play there. Let's look at running backs. Look at Devontae Freeman. Um, struggling that game. He's going to find more space uh, in this one against an Eagles defense there. I think he's going to recover and be fine. I would start him as a running back too. Now, when you look at Eagles running backs, that one's a, you know, it's tough for me. We said going into it, it's hard to trust any of those backs at this point. I think eventually Miles Sanders will distance himself, but right now I would sit all those backs.
if you want to add to that. Yeah, what I wanted to add to that was that's such a crowded backfield. You've got Jordan Howard and you've got Miles Sanders and then you've got, you know, some carriers from last year where they were playing with like Adams and Clement and just a loaded backfield. What shocks me is they still managed to get Darren Sproles some carries. That was yeah. weird. I think it's like his 15th year in the NFL. That tells you that's probably going to be a running back by committee system or something like it for at least a few more weeks. Skip to the wide receivers. Julio Jones, uh, once he Xavier Rhodes, some of those tough cornerbacks there. He's a top five start this week, start Julio Jones. Calvin Ridley is star in the making. Start him as wide receiver two in what I think will be a higher scoring game there. Now, as far as the wide receivers for the Eagles, I look at Deshaun Jackson. Had a big week one. Uh, he's a guy that likes to stretch the field. He's hit or miss. He's not going to have high targets, but you know I think he's a guy that's going to have some big games, have some quiet games. But for me, it'll be a little inconsistent, so I would start him as a wide receiver three. Alshon Jeffrey might not have the big games like Deshaun Jackson, but I think there's a little more consistency there. Mm -hmm. I would start him as a wide receiver, too. As far as tight ends go, Zach Ertz disappointed a lot of people. Um, not they'd have a bigger game there, but he's going to rebound, and he's going to be good. you got to start him in this one. Obviously, that's kind of a no-brainer. And Austin Hooper, uh, we said it. Got good hands, but no speed. Six catches, 77 yards. He's better in PPRs. He's got a safe floor and a low ceiling. And I would start both kickers in this game. I love both of them. And uh, I would probably sit both defenses. In fact, I would advise to sit both defenses in this game. All right, guys, we've got the Jets versus the Browns. Now, Baker Mayfield looked bad last week. And you know what? We're expecting this guy to recover. I think he's going to be better than how he played last week. But you still got to sit him. There's still concerns, and this is still a matchup against a Jets defense. At least last week looked pretty good. So you're not going to play Baker Mayfield, and you're not going to play Sam Darnold either. I mean, this guy threw 41 attempts and only managed 175 yards. That is bad. And so I think you got to sit both quarterbacks. Uh, being there's actually some good running backs in this game. What about Nick Chubb? You got to start this guy. He had 74 yards on 16 carries. He also had three catches for 10 yards. This guy's going to have a better week. I think he's going to bounce back. And people are a bit nervous about Chubb, but he's going to have a good week. I like this guy. I think they're going to lean on their running game as they figure out what the heck was wrong with Baker Mayfield last week. Go on the other side, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, you're going to start this guy too. He had 17 carries for 60 yards, but he also had six catches for 32 yards and a touchdown. And that's the value in him. And he's that's who he's been since he's entered the NFL. They may not have a great game on the ground, but he will get the job done in the air and he will keep himself in every single game. As far as the wide receivers go, you should start Odell Beckham. These, you know, a lot of people were not happy with how that whole game went last week, and yet he had seven catches for 71 yards on 11 targets. That line's pretty good, even better when you realize that the offense was struggling, they were playing a good defense, and he was struggling with his hip pointer injury. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what that is, but he was hurt, and so, okay, we can say that, you know what, this week he's supposed to be back to 100% and probably looking even better. <clears throat> We look at Jarvis Landry. He's a low wide receiver three play. As we always say, he's a PPR specialist with seven targets, four catches, 67 yards. He doesn't have a huge ceiling, uh, but he can definitely line. You can kind of finish out your list of wide receivers with one last guy who's a pretty safe option, I feel like. We go on to the other side now, guys. Robbie Anderson, you should sit him. Wait until that offense turns it around. Darnold struggled. He struggled. It was a mess. Sit Anderson. Um, in PPR leagues, a good medium to low end start is Jamison Crowder. He had 17 targets, 14 catches, and 99 yards. This guy's never going to be amazing, but if you're looking at one wide receiver to round out your starting lineup this week, a guy who had 14 catches last week might be the guy to do it. As far as the tight ends go, you got to start David Njoku. Uh, he looked good with the red zone targets. He got a touchdown. 
um, you should sit the Jets tight ends because their starting tight end, Chris Herndon, is still under suspension, just in case you didn't know that. As far as the kickers go, sit Austin Siebert or Seibert, sit Chandler Catanz or whatever his name is. I'm not even going to waste time trying to say it properly. And you know what? Sit both defenses. Sit the Browns, sit the Jets. I don't think this is going to be a huge fantasy matchup this week. Hey, thanks for joining us. We love you guys. Subscribe, share the things, hit the notification bar. If you have a comment, put the button. We'll try to answer questions. It gets harder and harder. More and more people ask. And the one thing that we do say, though, is if you're a Patreon um, subscriber there, we will answer your questions and give you an in-depth breakdown. Once again, I hope you had a good first week. Look forward to hearing from you. God bless.